Hello, FPL managers. Welcome to episode number 28 of the FPL Optimized podcast. And welcome to the new year as well. From Sir Tabami, here is a late Happy New Year. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sirtop, the data scientist. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. We're recording this episode on Wednesday evening with still one game of double game week 19 to go and with a new double game week ahead of us. We still have Fulham against Chelsea tomorrow and then a new deadline on Friday. So there is a lot of action and plenty of things to discuss. We received several questions again on Twitter. Thanks for those. We'll certainly use those again to structure today's discussion. But before we dive into game week 20, let's have a quick recap of how our game week 19 has been so far. Let's start with you, Sir Top. Yes, and also some cup games are still being played right now. I just want to yeah. mention that. And we have a cup draw waiting to happen. Lots of uncertainty because of it, but we will try our best to talk about future game weeks. Um, my game week 19 started amazing, actually. I'm at 61 points with two more players to go. Um, mm-hmm. And I have both uh, Leno and Shah, and they got 10 and 15 points respectively. So I'm mm-hmm. happy. And yeah, let's see. Leno has one more game to go uh, against Chelsea. Not too many people have him. And if I end up on Green Arrow, which is likely to happen, it seems like, um, it will be my fifth consecutive Green Arrow. So it's oh. all about small wins, you know, us. Yeah, so. definitely. Wow, <laughs> sounds good. How was yeah, your game? For me, um, a bit less points, 53 so far. So, yeah, not bad, above average, but also not exceptional. I went for Rashford as captain, so I think that was a good decision. Uh, some of the popular picks like Haaland and Salah, uh, you know, they didn't get so many points. So with my captain, uh, I made the right decision. But for the rest, my midfielders and attackers uh, almost all blanked. So beyond Rashford and some of my defenders, I didn't score too many points. Uh, but I'm also happy that I didn't waste any transfers. I was considering to double up on Chelsea. Uh, but, you know, they, they got a few injuries and, uh, yeah, Mount wasn't playing. Yeah, of course, they still have a game to go, so um, it's it's too early to say. But I'm, I'm pretty happy that I'm have, I have now three free transfers for double game week 20. So uh, I have a few options still to consider. And I'll be quite eager to hear how some of the optimal teams look like. So I was thinking to start with that, maybe. Um, Can you take us through some of the updated optimal teams? Yeah, certainly. Uh, Well, as usual, I have used different data sources and generated their optimal wildcard team. I mean, I don't think (laughs) too many people are using their wildcard, but well, this is just for a reference. And using FPR Review's premium model, nine game week horizon with no transfer optimal with one fixed bench, which is a new constraint I have added. And 0.95 DK base is uh, Ederson in goal. We have Alexander-Arnold, Trippier and Byrne in defense. Saka, Martinelli, Zaha, Salah, Rashford in midfield and Haaland and Marshall in forward. And I mean, it picks just any like 3.9 million goalkeeper as the bench goalkeeper. And we have yeah. Dinier in bench and also Gabriel bench on this game uh-huh. week, but he plays for the rest of the horizon. 
and Greenwood yep. as the fixed bench player, which is the you know uh, cheapest forward. Oh, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And All right. So interesting. Yeah. So with Mikael Tokvam's data, uh, seven game week, no transfer optimal with one fixed bench player again with zero point nine mm-hmm. five DK is Ederson in the goal again, Alexander Arnold, Stones, mm-hmm. Shaw. Yeah. And we have Saka, Martinelli, Salah, Rashford in midfield. As you see, mm-hmm. very, very similar except Zaha. Yeah. And yeah. in forward, we have Mitrovic, Haaland, Marshall. And in the bench, we have Ward as the bench goalkeeper, Mitoma, Gabriel, mm-hmm. and Bueno. Hmm. Bueno is the fixed okay. bench player here. Yep. And you have one more, I think. Yes, and one more, <laughs> and I use Fantasy Football Hub's data for nine game week. Again, same settings. Uh, Ramsdale in goal. We have Dinier, Stones, Shaw, and Perisic in defense. Okay. Uh, De Bruyne, Rashford, and Almiron in midfield. Okay. And we have Holland, Marshall, and Kane in forward. And on in the bench we have Ward, Bailey, Martinelli, and Gabriel. And as you see, no Salah, and instead it has Holland and Kane and De Bruyne. Right. It's, it's an interesting setup. Indeed, yeah. Wow, different options to consider. I think all of them have Marshall in the team, so that's interesting because I still have Marshall, and I was actually considering to sell him because he didn't do too much. But of course, he has now a double game week, so I'll keep him for that, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'll consider some different options. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let me just take another look. Saka Martinelli. So Odegaard is not really being picked up yet by the model, but I guess it doesn't matter too much whether you go for Martinelli or Odegaard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, usually, yeah, models love Saka and Martinelli. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. Thanks for sharing that. So that gives us already some options to consider. Um, and we'll move now then to some of the Twitter questions. And we'll start with uh, a bit more of a general question about how the solver works. And FPL Gatto was asking why the solver rarely recommends, as he calls it, okie-cokie transfers, meaning getting a player for a week and then transferring him out again. And, well, I think what I learned from you from the different episodes that we should really value our transfers so I suppose that that has to do with it, or uh, how would you explain it, sort of? Yeah, well, in the earlier days of solvers, they used to suggest lots of these moves, like it buys a player and then sells him immediately back and gets the player that it sold in the first place. Yeah. Uh, so from player A to B and B to yeah. A the next game week. Right. And, well, frankly, people complained about it. They said, well, this doesn't make any sense. You are spending two transfers for just one player. So instead, yeah. like, keep that player and then use the transfer elsewhere. And so now solvers have this option which puts a threshold. Well, it kind of puts a penalty of using free transfer. Even if you have mm. two free transfers, whenever mm. you use, whenever you make a transfer, it subtracts a certain amount of expected value so that it you are kind of discouraging solver to use transfers. Okay. So then these kind of moves, like from A to B, B to A, then it means that you need two times the threshold difference between player A and B for that middle game week. 
Um, there are different ways to model this. For example, in my solver, I am rewarding carrying the second free transfer. So it's slightly different with yeah. optionally penalizing using of a free transfer. Um, but yeah, that that's essentially it. You need the threshold to be met to yeah. solver to suggest these kind of moves. Okay, okay, good. Thanks for the explanation. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also had a question about the goalkeeper option. So let's start with that. Uh, Jorgen on F on uh, Twitter, sorry. Uh, he's looking at his goalkeeper spot and uh, he wants to get Ederson. And for him, it means selling either Kepa or Sanchez. And he's wondering if there are any potential double game weeks that could still come up, which he should consider. Um, so yeah, that's a bit the question about double game weeks that are not confirmed yet. So how are you approaching that, Surtal? Yeah, for Brighton, they might they have a chance to get a double. So I'm not an expert in like analyzing these. I'm just trying to follow no. Ben Krellin, and yep. well, everyone is following him, of course. <laughs> and then also people like uh, FPR Review and Mikael Togwam, they kind of try to analyze what Ben is saying, translating into a language that I understand. Um, but yeah, I try. I shared uh, the table from Mikkel and also Ensemble Models uh, predicted points. So it's a tough position because, I mean, Brighton will get a, probably get a double. But yeah. at the same time, uh, they will have a blank. They will have two blanks, probably. So oh, okay. if you get Ederson, uh, well, if you get Ederson and sell uh, Kepa, then you will have a trouble in game week 25, I believe, uh, because there's a blank chance for both City and Brighton. But yeah, well, Sanchez is mm. a double coming up. So this, I, I think it's a tough, tough place. But between the two, yeah. I think I would have sold Sanchez, I mean... Because future blanks are more probable at this point, yeah. as far as I yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point, and I think as much as possible, try to keep uh, at least once, yeah, one or two transfers uh, mm -hmm. available to to maneuver uh, all the double and blank game week information we'll soon get. Okay, um, so we talked about goalkeepers. Let's move to the defense. And I think a situation that many ma managers are now facing is what to do with Cancelo. Um, in our previous episode, we said that the benching of Cancelo yeah, could have been just you know that once-in-a-season event, uh, which we should panic over. But you know, since then, he got benched again. And in the other game, he got taken off after 45 minutes. So it does look like something more is going on there. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and he's playing course, right now in the cup game. He's right? playing right now, yeah. But they're losing, right? So yeah, that's uh, that's that also not really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and of course, he's a high-priced player. So it's, I think it's logical that managers are considering their options. Uh, for example, we had a question from FPL Bruyne. And he sent us uh, that specific question. So, Surtop, can you recommend some other options in defense? Uh, so, Gabriel, uh, Trippier, Robertson, Byrne, Shaw, and Dunk are some of the top uh, players. For... I try to pick one player from each team unless the price is too different uh, in this okay. list. Um, I mean, Alexander-Arnold has one of the best projections 
among the okay. defenders. But I mean, since the question was about you know um, cancel or replacement, assuming that you know you don't have enough budget to uh, get Alexander Arnold, I think these players are the uh, best alternatives. Okay. And well, since the question asked for long term, so I tried to actually sort players by their total projected points. Yeah. But I mean, for example, City will have a double and a double soon. So that for short term, though, the answer is different. So, for example, I am consider I was considering stones before the game. I'm not sure yeah. which player I will get, but I will probably get the you know most nailed city defender for a short term and then mm-hmm. sell it after. So, for if you are looking for a long term replacement, yeah, these are the best options. But if you are looking for a short term, you need to actually follow the you know minute predictions closely towards the deadline. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, thanks. Yeah, and I see that you don't have any Spurs options. I think some people are maybe looking at uh, the Spurs guys, especially for the short term, as you said, because they have a double game week coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doherty could be an option, Perisic as well. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they have a tough double game week, so there is a small chance that they will keep a clean sheet, I think. So maybe it's better to look at other options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, then let's move to the midfield. And yeah, we have a lot of options there. Yeah. Um, let's start with the premium uh, players. Um, and yeah, Salah and KDB both haven't been scoring too many points lately. Yeah. But with a double game week coming up now for City, uh, some managers are wondering if they should make the switch from Salah to KDB. For example, FPL Composer was asking us about that. So, do you think it's worth it? It is tough. Again, uh, someone actually asked me about doing, you know, going from Salah to KDB and then going back to Salah into right. game weeks of time. Uh, yeah. And so the difference between uh, KDB and Salah for this game week is, uh, I think, around three point seven uh, expected value. So, yeah. and we usually assign a value of 1.5 to each free transfer. So from that perspective, I think it is kind of justified. You have enough gap between the two. Usually though, solvers won't suggest you this move right away Mm. because usually for the difference you can get, you can improve, you can upgrade the defender or uh, maybe your forward. So. Solver usually doesn't like spending the transfer this way unless it is the only obvious choice. And since there are lots of double possibilities now, Solvers probably, again, won't suggest it. But if you are asking for a short term, I lean towards yes. Hmm. But for a long term option, like if you, if you are thinking of going from Salah to KDB and then keeping KDB, uh, like yeah. even beyond Game Week 23, that I don't know. I mean, models love Salah. We know that, but yeah. yeah. And also, yeah, yeah. Liverpool might get a double in game week twenty six, I believe. So, yeah, it also increases the EV for Salah even further. Right. Okay. So, what do you think, though? Like, do you think it's a good move? Mm, well, I already have KDB, um, with the double game week in mind, so. I considered it. That's why I have him. <laughs> um, but I think if I had Salah, I would probably just 
yeah, stick with Salah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, you got him for a reason. You you knew about the double game week as well. So I think, uh, and we talked about it earlier. It doesn't make too much sense to move it around every week. I think. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, but actually, yeah. Thanks for asking me that question. But KDB is not, in my case, not my concern. But it's more Foden that is my concern. <laughs> I still have him. I'm one of those guys that <laughs> kept the fate. And uh, also, again, with the double game week in mind. But, yeah, I'm still wondering now, even though it's a double game week, you know, I'm not sure if, if Foden, you know, how much he will play at all. Uh, and Mares has been doing really well. And, you know, we, we we can see Mares being mentioned a lot also by people on Twitter. So I'm wondering if I should move from Foden to Mares. Um, or should I just stick to KDB and Haaland and for the rest, you know, give up on trying to figure out Pep Roulette and <laughs> look uh, yeah. for options elsewhere? What What would you recommend? Well, the short answer is, well, it depends which data source you are using because, well, okay. it's also the never-ending dilemma of FPL managers, right? They want... Manchester City players, but Pep scares yeah. them away. Well, yeah. models are a little bit split on this too. Uh, FBI review thinks that Mahrez's expected minutes are quite low, actually. Okay. It's even lower than uh, Foden. Oh. And so because of it, Foden's default expected values at 6.9, while yeah. Mahrez's EV is around 5.0. So from that perspective only model will probably suggest you to keep Foden. And keep Foden. Yeah. And yeah. however, if we assume 90 minutes, like meaning that if they both of them plays 180 minutes in the double, then Mahrez's uh, EV is ahead of Foden. Mm. I mean, only 0.2, not, not yeah. that big of a difference. But yeah, I mean, if you assume that they will get equal minutes then Mahrez is ahead. Uh, For both cases, though, Grealish is behind those two. I mean, his predicted EV is not that bad. Um, And obviously, also for the price, I mean, you can consider him. But if these these three are your only options and you can afford any of them, like, easily and you don't mind, and if you don't have any upgrades that you can have, then, yeah, either Mahrez or Foden. And also, I check Fantasy Football Hub's model, and in that one, actually, Mahrez is ahead of Foden, significantly ahead mm. of Foden. Uh, they assume Mahrez will play 130 minutes out of 180 in the double gaming, okay. and yeah. Foden will play only around 80 minutes, is their prediction. So, if that's the case... Mahrez's EV is almost like almost double of Foden. So, yeah. well, as you see, it depends which model, which data you are using, and yeah. more than more than that, uh, who like how many minutes you are estimating. So again, right. the best person to follow on this topic is Luke. Uh, it is ffscad underscore Luke on Twitter. Okay. I mean, he tries to predict Manchester City lineups uh, every game week. So yeah. I think he knows most among the people that I follow regularly. So if I was between Mahrez, Foden, 
and Grelish, I will check what Luke is predicting for their minutes and probably pick okay. the one that he thinks will play the most. All right, good recommendation. I'll probably mm-hmm. do that then on Friday before the deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we covered the midfield, I think. So let's move to the attackers. And Darwin has been testing the patience of many managers. And, uh, well, Liverpool is going to Brighton. So well, Brighton is a good team, but still could be an attractive fixture for, for the attackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there are some managers also who are considering to make the upgrade to Kane. It takes some extra cash, though. But if you can make it, do you think you should go for that option? Um, and, you know, people, are, of course, have in mind that Kane has a double game week. And we had this question also from FPL Crisis. Thanks for the question. Yeah, I mean, Kane is obviously better in terms of expected value than Darwin. Um, yeah. Usually when I optimize for uh, no free, tra- no like transfer scheduled in the optimal team, I don't see Darwin that much. Occasionally mm-hmm. I see Kane, depending on how you s- structure your premiums. Um, yeah. Well... Regarding going from Darwin to Kane, I think Solvers won't suggest the move. I mean, I don't have yeah, I don't have this problem, so I can't really say too much about it. But um, he might be blocking another upgrade. I mean, because there's a significant difference between the two in right. terms of price. But I mean, I also understand why people wants want to get Kane. And again, I mean, he's a good pick in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if if I will do it, unless you have any other upgrades in your team that you can, you know, put like prioritize. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good 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 replacement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I still have Darwin, and I think I'll give him one more shot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they have a double coming, so. <laughs> Hopefully. Also, yeah. Also, yeah. All right, and then uh, the other question for the attackers is whether it's a good moment now to use the triple captainship on Haaland. (laughs) And the reason for that is that, um, yeah, we always look at that chip, of course, whenever there's a double game week, and City have one now. Uh, But the opponents are quite tough with an away game to United and then a home game against Spurs. And uh, you, Kent Person, and FPL Strategic on Twitter, among many other managers, are considering whether they should use the chip or not. So what are your plans for this uh, setup? So you, Kent Person, is also from our analytics Discord, and they also asked me the same question. So I tried to dodge the question. So they (laughs) said, okay, we will ask this question on Twitter, and this time you have to answer. Well, (laughs) thanks for the question. So the thing is, we value triple captainship around 12 points. I mean, at least in my like measurement, a good threshold yeah. for triple captain is 12. And Haaland, this game week, I mean, subject to his predicted minutes, but he's above 12, as far as I know. So okay. it actually makes sense to use it. And also, a few minutes ago, Southampton Manchester City game ended. Uh, City is out of the cup now. So there is lower chance of Holland or like City to get a better double than this one, the the currently what we have. 
And okay. Game Week 20 seems to be favored against Game Week 23. If you are planning to triple Captain Holland this season, I think many people will. This Game Week is probably the best Game Week to use it. Hmm. And there is a lower chance of having a better double than this one, as far as I understand. There are some combinations for Liverpool to get a better double. But... Yeah. I mean, Salah might get like Aston Villa plus uh, one of like Nottingham Forest or Wolves, those kind of combinations in game week 37. Yeah. But then again, if you're planning to triple Captain Holland, this game week is ideal. So yeah. initially, I was against the idea of using my triple captain chip this game week. Mm hmm. But. <laughs> um. The more time I spend on checking like these kind of combinations, I'm trying to still wrap my head around the, the possibilities. It seems like it will be a good time to use it and then forget about it. Because even if we get future doubles, I yeah. think I want to use my um, like bench boost or maybe yeah. free hit. So that when the time comes, I don't want to be in a position that I have to use my triple captain while everyone else is using their bench boost, probably. So, yeah. And also, I always say that bench boost is ideal. Um, it is ideal to use bench boost closer to a wild card or, you know, yeah. if you are dead ending. I mean, yeah. this double game week is neither of those things. So, it might be ideal to use triple captain. I said maybe on Twitter to the question. I'm <laughs> considering it. At this morning, I was at like 30%, <laughs> but now I'm All around right. like 7 to 80% chance of playing oh. it. Yeah. Okay. That's How about you, though? Like, are you planning to use your triple captain? Uh, I wasn't. I was more at 0% or maybe 10%. <laughs> but listening to you now, it sounds like I should consider it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, but... yeah, Ben Krillin is the, again, well, the best yeah. person to listen on fixtures and i think he's also considering it which kind of like changed my like opinion on okay it. all right okay well, that's a good point mm -hmm. all right so it sounds like all of us have still some serious considerations to do the next yeah. couple of days yep, yep, yep. <laughs> okay well i think we covered the most pressing issues for this coming game week do you agree yeah we didn't miss well, anything yeah I, I don't think we did yeah, then good luck, everyone, with making your decisions. And don't forget that there is a Friday deadline this week. And also a final consideration to share is to not get too much stuck on those double game week fixtures. Even though yeah, we just mentioned, of course, Haaland being an option for the triple uh, captaincy chip. But at the same time, there are some pretty good single game week fixtures as well. And um, I think, yeah, we should keep the current game week 19 in mind as a kind of lesson as Rashford outscored most of the double game week options. And we had a comment about that also from Eric Nest Unstadt on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, he has the situation that he has Wilson in his team home against Fulham and he's not planning to sell him for a double game week player. So that also makes a lot of sense. Um, so that was all for the questions from Twitter. Um, and yeah, you also mentioned before the pod that you had a few things to add at the end. Um, well, what, mm -hmm. what were you, what were you still planning to add? So yeah, two things. The first one is, I'm sure it's not a surprise to many, but we have checked the, uh, 
data, well, different data sources between game week one to 18. And we compared it against team underlyings and also how many FPL points they eventually got. Well, yeah. unsurprisingly, Newcastle is the team that is underestimated the most by models. And by model now, I will talk about the ensemble model, which is the just average. Yeah. And they were underestimated around 33%. So 3% of this is coming from Newcastle actually overperforming their underlyings. But the remaining 30% is the difference between post-game week expected points mm-hmm. compared to predicted points. So that's a significant chunk. And also yeah. Arsenal is underestimated by around 23% and 22% of it belongs to, again, underlyings versus predicted uh, discrepancy. Yeah. Brentford is at 11%. So, on the other hand, Liverpool is overestimated by around 14% and Chelsea by 13%. Yeah. And for both of both teams, half of these are, again, underlyings versus predicted. And other half is coming from if the team got unlucky or they simply underperformed their own underlyings. And second thing is, I often hear people complaining about the way I combine data from multiple sources when I'm sharing anything on like Twitter or on Discord. <laughs> well, people always kind of like skeptical about how I am combining it. I can say that I actually did my homework on this. Um, <laughs> for the ensemble model, I actually am measuring the accuracy. So I'm trying to find uh, good weights to different models and currently i'm using a mix of two or three models depending on how updated they are and they usually perform better than individual models in terms of accuracy because Mm -hmm. every model has a bias and they usually have different biases some models are good at estimating midfield players some of them are much better at predicting goalkeepers for example but yeah well, rest assured that I'm trying my best to find a good mix uh, to these models, and I'm just keeping an eye on the accuracy. So I'm just—I'm not just you know putting everyone into a chunk and then just telling you the results because I, people often ask me about this and they are very okay. skeptical about it. So I just yeah. wanted to explain it quickly. All right, yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think, you know, people always have something to complain about. So I wouldn't worry too <laughs> I mean, much about it. Right. <laughs> so it's a I good mean, explanation. It's good to know. Yeah. yeah I mean, if you are making an analytics <laughs> podcast, I mean, you need to clarify yeah. that you, I'm, I'm making sure that the accuracy is good. So yeah. F, uh, FPL underscore Chase is helping me for uh, most of these efforts. So okay. a big thanks to him too. Oh, excellent. All right. Okay, well, that's it from us then for this episode 28. Uh, Thanks again for listening and best of luck for your Game Week 20 decisions. May your arrows be green again. Um, We'll be back with another episode next week. We'll likely have more double Game Week information by then, which should give us plenty to talk about once more. You can subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is out. And while you're there, it would be great if you could also leave a review. And you can also find us on Twitter, as you probably know by now. For Surtop, it's at Surtop Bilal. And for me, it's at BelfiBB. Good luck, everyone, and talk to you again next time. Bye-bye.